Hello and welcome to the Driving Monkey Podcast with your hosts, James Uloff and Adam Epstein. This week's guest, we have Eric Shantz, plus me, Anthony Contry, with the news. And now here are James and Adam. Oh, wow. Thank you there, Tony. Huh? You got a four-week buildup to, to this show. It's uh, been four weeks since we have. We've got uh, good old Eric Shantz here with us today in the, uh, in the lair, which is the Driving Monkey Podcast studio. How are you guys? Good to see you. The Driving Monkey Breakfast Nook. (laughs) (laughs) This is just like Clear Channel, but different. (laughs) This is where all the evil plots of the world are hatched. This is the studio. We have a a green room over there with a couple couches that are green. Uh, They have always been green, but they're green now. (laughs) Nice stains. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric. Uh, Where are you from, and when did you get started in this comedy game? From uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been uh, doing comedy, what, 14 years in September? So I started in 97 uh, at the Funny Bone in Pittsburgh, which is. Do you know the exact date you started? Uh, September 30th, wow. 1997. Right. Hmm. I don't know the exact date I started. Right. Try and block that out. <laughs> I almost won a contest. <laughs> I was there for that. Were you there for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. And. Uh, Pops or something like that? No, no, no. No, no, it was before I even met you, I think. Oh. It was in college I started. Ah. Don't remember that. All right, back to when Chance started, though. Yeah, I got banned from the Funny Bone, so I don't go there anymore. And you live... Why did you get banned? 2,000 miles away. I was quoted (laughs) in the the city paper at the time saying, fuck the Funny Bone, you can quote me on that. Uh, this is a podcast, right? Is this family friendly or we are allowed like three oh. per segment? So, oh, all right. So I just use now three. Just one. use one of your <laughs> You can only use three working. f words per sentence. Per sentence. Oh, yes. we're good. Then. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty, string plenty some, to go. You got to string some verbs in there too. <laughs> so you, you, they, they had the audacity to ban you after you said. Imagine that. What know. did they do that made you say they can go fuck themselves? Uh, or something or right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping track. Um, well, it was basically the Schneider brothers are the biggest dicks on the planet, and uh, they just they were very controlling, and they were ruining uh, the opening mic at the Funny Bone, and it was just one of those things where it it was good in a way because it got all the comics out of uh, the normal realm of just going to the local comedy club and getting their own room started. So at that point, once all the comics got fed up with the Funny Bone. Uh, they went out and got their own open mics going, and that uh, kind of had like a comedy. There's always bone. drama when it comes to open mics around a, a comedy club. No matter what city <laughs> I go to, there's always some drama. They're like, "Oh, Ned Stinsky, the Booker at this club's an ass," and then they're just <laughs> like, no matter where you go, there's just drama around it. Because when you but mix dreams and aspirations, yeah, and it's put the it worst. Th- th- no matter what, some people are gonna hate you. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get the spots and somebody else is not. Well, that's always the way it's going to work. Their best compliment would ever be on any given night would be, well, you didn't suck. And that would be the best compliment you could get from them. And then there's the fact that most people that go into running a comedy club, like literally, it's just to be in a position of power in that world because they're super huge comedy fans and they want to be in charge of it. Yeah, no, they were strictly there from the early 80s, made a ton of cash, and. just use their position and just complete uh, abuse of power, basically. I think the surprising part about that is that anybody made a ton of cash in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have money. <laughs> well, they're gone now. <laughs> oh, did they go under? Yeah, they went under, and the improv's kicking her ass. Oh, well. Some silver lining to Did you defect to the improv softball team then? Is that what happened? Oh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Bench warmer. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you now, Eric? What's, uh, what's Eric Shantz all about? I like uh, how you asked the question as if you couldn't present most of uh, what he's probably going to talk about now. So you want me to do an interview <laughs> where, I, where I answer the questions? You can, you, this guy? But Adam's the guy that picks everything yeah, apart you, can, you do. You this can do leading questions. You can say, so now you're the... You're, you're, it's strictly you're rhetorical. The, the I'm just. Uh, I'm actually a cardboard cutout. Whatever I'm not even I can here. do, Adam can do better. So if I ask you something, just realize it. it's look, a weakened version of look, what Adam look, can do. Look, facts are facts. I mean, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to change what's reality? I just feel like we jumped from 1997 to today very quickly. I don't know. That was that was just one little. <laughs> well, the rest of that, I was on I heroin, mean, strung uh, out, and uh, really just had nowhere to go, down and out. And uh, no, you weren't. Skip, <laughs> skip the good stories then. I so is it, is it okay yeah. if I interview him? Are you guys okay with that? <laughs> is it? Do I get a pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I got cleared for my co-host awesome. and my newsman to interview you. So, if that's okay, um, Eric. Um, what, what are you up to these days? 
These days, uh, we're still trying to do the whole comedy thing. We're trying to make people laugh. Who's as, we? Uh, as all. Uh, we, the, the royal, the royal we, as in I. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to make people laugh, doing uh, good things, traveling uh, to Europe once a year on a little tour, and uh, anywhere in the States it uh, goes up, and then we're working on a slow comedy festival, San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival. You can't really say that without sounding gay. I'm actually one of the uh, (laughs) board members with Eric on the uh, Slow Festival. You know, I just found that out today, right now, actually. (laughs) So you you put together a comedy festival because you love comics so much, you wanted to lock me in a room with you and Mark and uh, watch 250 videos. That was your idea of fun. You're like, James and Mark, we're going to get pizza. And what what was that place we got pizza from? Uh, Actually, you would know, wouldn't you, Adam? Mr. Pizza, uh, Damiano's. Damian, thank you. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not, but Adam loves pizza. They have the best uh, stromboli there. It's a good stromboli. Haven't had the stromboli. Pizza, though. Pizza's good. We'll give you that. So you said we're, we're going to sit down with Mark Fry and James Ulosh. <laughs> Ulosh. <and> watch, uh, <laughs> I'm glad he butchered his own videos. name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 250 comics. We watched. We sat through uh, painfully on half of them. Uh, <laughs> we sat through everybody's. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, well, I half of them were painful. The what I'm saying is, half of them were painful, and the other half were uh, were tolerable. And of those half that were tolerable, uh, the other half were brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. so it was a. Uh, it was hard to pick forty from what I remember. We had about eighty shortlisted, and it was tough. Yeah, there was ten guys that I really wanted to see get in there that were just so close. It was like a a point off of uh, like you know it was one to one to five, so it was like. Guys making it in were on a, like a four two, and then there's guys that didn't make the cut at like a four one three nine, and and those were some of the guys I really wanted to see that just didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. And that was out of twenty, by the way, four out of twenty. No, <laughs> yeah, really, it wasn't a high quality submission. No. <laughs> no. So you um, you uh, decided that these forty gentlemen would come to the town of San Luis Obispo and females. We did affirmative action. Oh yeah, we had some. We had some, some females there. there. Yes, absolutely. We had seven of them. Out of, out of forty, that's, that's a firm of action. About right? that's, you know, that's uh, well. That's he tried to sounds like the Walmart way of what <laughs> things to do. He would get like a black woman. That way, he's got two. He's got equal, <laughs> equal. <laughs> we had a black guy too, and we had a Venezuelan. We had uh, and uh, we had uh, Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. and uh, who else did we have? The rest were white, <laughs> for the white town of San Luis Obispo. <laughs> hmm. And your uh, your plans for the future, obviously, to to grow the festival and to well, I got uh, a taste for it when just being over in uh, in Europe and watching how the festivals went on over there, and I just I loved the Kilkenny festival. I thought that was uh, it was just a great. Uh, what I really loved most about it was the camaraderie. Like you just have all these guys together, hanging out, um, and just having a good time, and it's all just shooting the shit about comedy, and. Uh, the meeting people and no, oh, who books this and no, oh, that guy books that and, and it was just it was a good networking tool, and I just saw how much fun it was and then I went to Edinburgh, and saw the the Fringe Festival in Scotland was just amazing to watch two hundred or some shows go off, uh, comics everywhere and it was just one of the best times ever and I, I said you know why don't we have that in the states because all we have in the states now is competitions. You have Boston competition, Seattle competition, San Francisco competition, Vegas competition. There's no festivals. So my idea was to bring a European festival to America and, and try to reclaim, because Aspen's gone, and we've outsourced everything in this country. Why are we outsourcing comedy festivals? Let's bring them back. Let's have a good time. Hmm. Good call. And you did a great job of it, Eric. Oh, thank you. What a, what a great man. <laughs> <clears throat> We have the Yahoo Answers, I guess, is the best way to get into this one right now. Is it working? Yeah, yeah. We uh, Our internet finally clicked back in so we can do some Yahoo Answer action. All right. Nice. Bills have been paid. Uh, basically, during the segment, what we do is they uh, look up Yahoo Answers, some recent questions and answers, and uh, basically give thoughts, advice, and smart-ass remarks on all of the... So Yahoo Answers is like a social network where people will put up a question and then you can answer. Just random. The brilliance that is the internet will answer these questions. Yahoo. Never heard of it. Uh, it's a fringe market. <laughs> They'll be out of business in a week. Yeah. <laughs> they can't last. <laughs> no. So this question by Koresh um, under the pets category, which is very uh, favorite of ours. 
Can we use carbolic acid in workplace to keep away insects like snake? Can we use carbolic acid in workplace to keep away insects like snake? During rainy season, there's more possibilities of snakes and other reptiles come out from garden plant herbs. They, they don't spell check or, you know, for grammatic errors or anything like that as well. So. Did they also refer to a snake as an insect? Oh, yeah, that's clear. Okay. This person's biggest problem isn't uh, snakes. They want to keep vocabulary out. Is Kabbalah, that's a religion. Yeah, it? they're trying to use the acid of the Kabbalah. <laughs> so religious acid will drive away, it's like St. Patrick, will drive away the snakes. There you go, put the Irish spin on it. There you go. <laughs> what do you think, Eric? Can carbolic acid keep away um, snake insects? I'm going to have to go with, uh, with yes. I'm going to go with yes, absolutely. Yeah, we don't actually have the answer. The, <laughs> the The internet leaves that a mystery. But I think if you if the snake was an insect, um, carbolic acid might take care of it. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Adam? I don't know what any of this is. <coughs> <laughs> Brilliant words by Adam. <laughs> Next question or answer: Do satin hamsters exist? I just got a black satin hamster, and its coat is so shiny and soft like satin. The pet store label above the cage said satin hamster, twelve ninety nine. But I did a little research on them just now and looked up a list of hamster breeds, and they don't list satin hamster. What is going on? I'm going to go with you're an idiot and the pet store's an idiot. So you're saying double idiots? Double idiots, yes. What do you think about that price for a hamster, twelve ninety nine? Is that exorbitant? I, I'm gonna I've have to. I'm gonna say Rosie would probably be your best one to go to on this one. He <laughs> would probably David Rosenberg, another he, comedian. He he would know every price of every hamster on the market right now, black or white market. Is there a black market for hamsters? I believe so. Yeah, absolutely. There's certain <laughs> countries you cannot get a hamster in certain countries. What? Mm. Yeah. Is it against their religion? Well, religious, it like it's just like uh, not being able to drive as a female in uh, in the Arab nations. Uh, well, no, that I can you understand. You can't have a hamster. Hmm. So they're outlawing hamsters and it's, women drivers. I mean, I'm all for it. It's a proven fact <laughs> that women cause fifty percent of the accidents, at least. So if you get rid of them, that's fifty percent of the <laughs> six and one half dozen another. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, that's what it breaks half down to. the accidents would. <laughs> <laughs> would be eliminated if you just got females off the road. <laughs> Vote for it. So, so Eric, I'm um, comparing women to satin hamsters. So you're you're saying that satin hamsters do or don't exist? I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna say no, they don't exist. They were labeled at a pet store. Yeah, that pet store was uh, retarded. Can you say retarded? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. They're, twice. They were retarded twice. Nope, times. you just used it. <laughs> Adam, any uh, input on this? I don't know anything about hamsters. <laughs> Adam only answers categories he's an expert in. <laughs> hamsters. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would think that they're probably just jack up the price. Yeah. That's Set in the market. Gimmick. Set in the Is market. Is there a shortage of hamsters? I wouldn't. I think they breed like pretty uh, steadily, Rabbits. don't they? I don't know. Six hours? How do I get my cat? Out of my mom's room. I have to put him to bed, but he went into my mom's room. I tried luring him out with the cat food, but I was too loud shaking, and it woke up my mom. So I ran away. She's still up, and she doesn't know that I woke her and that the cat is in her room. But if she discovered either of those things, she'd kill me. Trying to wait for her to go back to sleep, but I'm getting tired. This is serious business. Please help. Have you tried a trail of catnip? Interesting, huh? So you think catnip's a solution? I Absolutely. think there's some underlying problems here. Her mom is going to kill her. If she would. What is her mom doing in bed while she's still up? Well, that's good parenting right there. That's the wave of the future right there. Uh, I, would, I would use a trail of catnip. Are we trying to solve the problem or, or comment on the question? Either or, Eric. It's up to... Trail of yeah, trail of catnip. Going with that. Final hmm. answer. Final answer. So that gets the death penalty in her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, sure. The death. I think it's if my kid woke me up and there's a cat in my room. Well, if my kid woke me up, it would be really weird because I don't have any kids. 
<laughs> so. There's a kid and a cat in your room. There's some <laughs> yeah. bigger problems. There's a, there's a, there's more problems. Can you going imagine on. your wife or his wife Marade's like, I've been keeping a couple things from you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was pregnant uh, for nine months while you were gone. Yeah. So here's uh, some Shame. of the answers that people put up there. Try putting a long piece of string in the room with some kind of feather or something similar at the end, and quietly put it in the room where the cat can see it and start slowly dragging it out. Dragging it out, and if your cat gets near it, grab her. I have two cats, and they are obsessed with things like that. Good luck. Is there a cat whistle? Hmm. I don't know. Never thought of that. Hmm? They have a dog whistle. Why? I think it's racist. There should be a cat whistle. Or is that the rape whistle? I don't know. <laughs> cats are cats are smarter than dogs. Are they? That could be debated. Well, that could be debated for eons. Yeah. What do you think? I think cats are definitely smarter than dogs. Tony? Yeah, I mean, definitely bitchier than dogs. Cats are temperamental. Dogs are just easily pleased. So I don't know if that's a sense of intelligence. Every time you leave the house, though, the dog thinks you're gone forever. True. Or the cat is just like, eh, you're back. They're all like abandoned abandoned children, dogs. I'm going up for smokes. (laughs) (laughs) The cats just do their own thing, which is good. It's awesome. Change the litter box once a week. Change your food once a week. Once a week. I got to <laughs> yeah. go. I'm cat sitting week. for the, the next. Cats are very resilient. You're thinking of tarantulas. <laughs> Never mind. You feed them like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I always get cats and tarantulas confused. Wait, cats hibernate, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shed their skin. Yeah. Once a year, a cat will shed its skin. and uh, That's why there's all those dead kittens. Jesus. We had a neighbor with a tarantula, and that was like. The, like the fringe pet forever, and uh, they had it, and it like escaped, and then they found it again. It would always like escape. I'm like, how bad? But then one time it shed, and they had, the skin looks just like another tarantula. Like it shed right off. So they would just like they'd put it places, and it would freak people out. Speaking of tarantulas, hands down, the best commercial on the market right now is the 4G commercial when the guy puts the the phone down and the tarantula pops up. And the girl kicks the chair out and starts screaming at the top of her lungs. And the other guy grabs a shoe and starts beating. The phone, have anyone seen this at all? No. It's probably the funniest commercial I've seen so far. 4G network, I think uh, Verizon or something like that. <laughs> Highly worth it. Turns watch. into a tarantula? It's just this screensaver is a tarantula, and the oh. girl loses her oh, mind I and starts you. screaming like crazy. <laughs> and the guy, and it's like in the middle of a busy restaurant, and the guy just beats the phone to death with his shoe. And he's like, I got it. And then the guy who owns the phone just looking at the two of them like, what's going on? Nice. So if you had a, if you seen a, a spider, you would kill it? Are you one of those guys? No. Although Moret almost fell out of the Jeep the other day. We were four-wheeling uh, up in the Malibu Mountains, and uh, a spider came out of nowhere, and she almost fell out of the Jeep trying to get away from it. Wow. Yeah. I'm not afraid of them. No, I'm not. I don't give a shit either way. It's a spider. Some people just kill them, though. Like, they see one, they'll kill it. Like, that's their whole instinct. Adam, are you here for moral support, or... Uh... I'm not really sure why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's here to text. Are you texting your girlfriend right now? No. <laughs> okay. Should we do some news? All oh, the, the news. This is what Tony's here for, the newsman Tony. Get some of this uh, fun stuff out there. Uh, well, the uh, soap opera, the, the real-life soap opera, has come to a close, and they have finally um, convicted the, the verdict on Casey Anthony is out, and she's not guilty on all accounts of manslaughter, but she's going to be guilty on four counts of lying uh, to the police, and that is uh, maybe going to be a year on each count. So Are they taking that stuff seriously? Four years. It's more serious than killing a baby. Martha Stewart went up the river for lying to the, uh, lying to the feds. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is that why they sent her to jail? Absolutely. What's it with women and lying? It's nothing new. <laughs> why is the sky blue? <laughs> wow, we're gonna get a lot of women on this podcast, aren't we? I I I never followed that trial. Like, what was the the crutch of the trial? Like, why did uh, they think? Apparently, they... the baby was what missing for thirty days. I mean, that's standard, isn't it? 
Well, yeah, but she didn't care about it for those 30 days. Yeah, which I, I mean, think. do you really have to know where your baby is at all times? No. There it's not like a, like a set of keys. Yeah. That you need right away because you can't get anywhere. So her baby was <laughs> gone for 30 days before she called the police? Is that the Pretty story? Pretty much. Pretty, Pretty much. much. Yeah. And then there's some cover-up, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. One of the stories was that uh, the dad freaked out when they saw the kid drowning, so they covered it up to make it look like a murder instead of an accidental death, which makes no sense. I don't know who would buy into that Ooh, case. Wow, this well, sounds like that was jury. one of the one of the <laughs> many. The reason uh, the reason the jury couldn't convict is because the uh, prosecution had no way of that they couldn't prove how she died. So you can't prove the death or like what caused the death, and there's no weapon. I mean, there's nothing really to charge. I, I think they shouldn't have gone out for murder. They should have probably gone out for, I don't know, just being a bad mother. Put her to yeah, prison yeah. for that. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of um, negligence. She's, she's yeah. guilty somehow. Yeah. You know, maybe not of murder, but she's definitely not uh, whistling Dixie. Like, she's got something going on. Doesn't she want more children? Isn't that the big... <laughs> yeah. And she was writing in prison to some uh, Robbins girl that uh, she wants more, more babies when she gets out. Uh, and of these 250 letters that were released, some of them are talking about adoption. Some of them are asking, asking the other girl if she would be... I think she'd get pregnant together. So that's the... Well, it could... That, she couldn't do any worse. Well, she... <laughs> you know, that's the... Who... who uh, the right mind must Is she be allowed... Adoption? See, my thing is, when she gets let out of jail, they need to just go in there and snip those two. Just, I don't think she'd be allowed babies ever again. Wouldn't you think that would be a justifiable sterilizer? Exactly, exactly what they should do. Well, that's do. a whole big news thing now in South Carolina. Or something that's going on. They were sterilizing uh, females that were in the, like the lower income bracket. Ooh. So there's a whole another uh, legality that's coming out now. Like South Carolina is paying. For all these people that were uh, abused, or so to speak. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's major news. They used to do to Down syndrome people that sterilize them, huh? I think that was a big. Yeah, but the two Downs making up? I mean, uh, if <laughs> could they could they produce a normal baby? <laughs> I would <laughs> hope so. Is that like Na two donkeys point. can't make a donkey, right? I mean, yeah, right. Isn't that how that works? Yeah, you can't, gonna, I mean, two mules to can't like, make a mule. What else are they going to do besides throw poop at each other? Oh, that's monkeys. Never oh, mind. Man. Sorry. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Those are people, too. Come on. All right. So what are so we is anybody else on? on, on Fan-base-wise, we just pissed off the females. Everybody. And the Down Syndrome people. And Who's that next? was our <laughs> listening audience. That was your whole audience right there. Do you guys have a MySpace page anymore? Mm-hmm. I still I still get those messages like every week they send you a newsletter and you can't sign sign off from it for some reason. Yeah. Really? Wow, they're uh it's completely directing everyone to Facebook. Oh, that's yeah. That's how my MySpace is set up. Oh, I thought you said all MySpace is <laughs> like that. No. Oh, it's all Well, uh yeah, this past uh, couple of weeks News Corp actually sold uh MySpace uh for about 35 million dollars. Uh, if you remember, they bought it for $580 million yeah, uh, yeah. just in 2005. So um, I think the estimates right now are about a $1 billion loss from News Corp. And one of the purchasers, uh, one of the investors is Justin Timberlake, though, uh, trying to turn this into a music website now. But well, that's a better turnaround. How much turnaround. did they buy it for? Sorry. They originally purchased it from, what's his name, Tom? Wasn't that the Tom. guy's he, name? I, five, I, Tom. I thought it was 500 even. Five, he didn't five, own it, though. I, I heard he had sold it before then and got, like, you know, millions of dollars. Oh. But he was still running it. Possibly. I think but, it was a rider that he had to be a part of it somehow, but I think it was $500 billion is what he sold it for, right? No. No, five, 580, yeah. 580 million, yeah. That's what he originally oh, yeah, yeah, said. Billion, that's ridiculous. 500 billion. He never gave him <laughs> 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 500 million is not ridiculous, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five hundred billion, and I don't even know if that was like they had like two hundred ninety million subscribers back then or something like that. So that, I mean, if you look at what Facebook's up to now, I mean that's drops in a pool. Yeah, well, the MySpace was the first of its. Well, I mean, you had Friendster, which uh, no one, I don't think, joined. I didn't. Did you? Were you a part of Friendster? That's my main. Is it now? Right now? Yeah, it's good. Good. Good for you. What's Friendster? All the losers left. It's just uh, the cool kids. Well, there's uh, Friendster, I think, was the first one, and I'm like, I'm definitely not joining that. Like, and I, I, I went through that, and I finally got an invite from MySpace, and then I joined MySpace because everyone was on it, basically, when I joined. 
back in what, 05, I think it was? January of 05. Does that make sense? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Well, I remember you, you know couldn't join so Facebook. Well. Yeah, I'm autistic. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't join Facebook back in the day, though. It was all college kids. Oh, was it you really? You had to have a college. Well, that was our first market, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why MySpace, as soon as they opened it up, MySpace just plummeted out of the sky. Well, it's interesting because I, I was not, because like when I first used Facebook, I hated it. I didn't like it, and I... I just like MySpace functionality because you could design the page, you can do all the stuff you wanted to it. And Facebook was just a standard template. And now, like, MySpace is just so... I, I'm trying to think of the last time you actually used MySpace. I remember MySpace used to, like, load up somebody's page and there would be, like, a little delay and then all of a sudden you'd get blasted with some crappy song. Yeah, crazy like, music. And you didn't realize your speakers were on loud and you'd like, <laughs> wake up the neighbors. This describes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Food and Drug Administration actually has just passed a, uh, well, actually not passed a law, but they're going to display nine new images now on cigarette packs as of September of 2012. It is going to feature images of blackened lungs, a uh, person actually sitting there with an oxygen tank on them. These nine images are going to be plastered over the front of every cigarette pack. So is anybody a smoker? Absolutely. Oh. Is that going to do anything is for that, you? Uh, is that uh, no, no, not acceptable anymore, smoking? I don't It looks like they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can you imagine the last guy to realize that, that smoking was bad for you and the cigarette packs notified you? Like, this is a change. Like, you're the last guy who thought, like, oh, athletes have this. You know, like, because remember, athletes used to smoke and it was no big deal. Mm. Like, the last mm. person holding on to that hope is like, oh, wait, there's a picture in front of the cigarette pack. Are the pictures going to be in English? Because, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the loophole right there. You know, if the pictures are in another language, then no one's going to get or it. Or in English and Spa Spanish on the back. <laughs> yeah, you have to, have to put the pictures in dual languages, you know. <laughs> you describe that it's a corpse. Well, that's, uh, all the other countries in Europe have it. Uh, Canada has them, too, don't they? They oh, yeah, have all the disgusting. graphic images. Well, they, they should do them in Braille, though. Can you imagine a Braille? <laughs> yeah. I can't even I, uh, braille. I can't read braille. I don't know what it is like smoking. See here, you got like there's no healthcare in the U.S., so it's not a big deal. But in Canada, it's like twenty bucks a pack of smoke because you're essentially we pay for healthcare. So you got to if you're doing something crazy, you got to pitch in that extra bucks. Well, you got to look at the lobbying aspect too. I mean, uh, America built its economy on tobacco at one point. You know, it, you're looking at uh, mm. that and slaves. the roots. Well, that's the root, the economy, that and then cotton and. Uh, you know, and as time progresses, I mean, then we went to oil as a big cash cow, and something else is going to happen. So, evolutionary things happen, economies change. So, uh, the lobbyists lost out when it started all, what, in the uh, mid 90s, probably, when everyone started uh, these anti smoking campaigns. And that's when everything started going out the window. And actually, San Luis Obispo was the, the first city in the country to ban smoking in public places. And hmm. that whole city is smoke free. Hmm. So that kind of started the whole movement. Wow. Anywhere? In the whole downtown area. Wow. <laughs> Actually, I was with you smoking a cigarette. We're first year canvassing in the city. Uh, I was with James, and uh, I'm smoking a cigarette, and the cop goes, you can't smoke that here. And I flick it on the, on the street, and I, I stamp it out, and James is like, pick that up. You're going to get done for littering. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> They're okay yeah, with littering there. Littering's just fine. You just can't Nobody's smoke. Nobody's going to hassle you for littering. <laughs> littering's never killed anybody, has it? I'm still going. I remember when, like... I guess it's not too long ago when you could smoke in all the... But yeah, I was just in, where was I, Montana or Idaho. You could still smoke in the bars there. Pennsylvania, last time I was there, you could still smoke. And it's dis it's disgusting. You go there and you're just like, you feel sick when you leave. Well, you smell... I mean, I don't smoke in my house. And I, I literally, I smoke a carton a month. Like, I mean, it's 10 packs in a whole month. So I'm not a, like a heavy smoker. Uh, and there are days that I just they don't smoke at all. Yeah. <laughs> they're swisher sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're long ones. They're, they're a good yard apiece, but... Uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, I, I just, I hated that because every time you went out to the clubs in Pittsburgh, you would just stink of smoke all the way through. And then at least out in LA, you can just, you smell decent. And my apartment, I don't smoke in my apartment, so that smells, you know, nice and clean. I hate uh, like people that smoke indoors. That's just disgusting. Mm. Thanks. Well, the next time you walk through uh, airport security, TSA is actually going to be checking for explosive implants. They've just released 
a statement to airports saying These that this are crafty. is now going to be a concern. Well, I can't wait for the operating table <laughs> next to the scanner, next to the pat-down. <laughs> we have to cut you open. I, I personally think it's just another way to get fondled, if you think about that. What implants they're looking for in particular... I think they should pair up with like a doctor's office and do this, and like you just get an MRI on the way through, and you could just like well, you right. pay for half of it. Well, this I mean I, they're bitching about uh, health insurance in America. Go to the airport, get a checkup. Mm-hmm. Exactly, we're all flying. <laughs> Everybody's got money to fly right there. We have just solved healthcare on this program. Yeah. You go through, yeah, you just shot a. A penicillin on the way through or something. But can you imagine, like, they're sticking bombs in there. Like, you, you, it's not a shoe bomb. You have to worry about the guy swallowing matches next to you. <laughs> this guy's swallowing a match. Get him. <laughs> like, like where else are they going to stick a bomb? Yeah. <laughs> That's a tricky part. How are you going to ignite that, by yeah, the way? Like How do they ignite the well, explosive? Well, you have a phone, you'll you just, just call it. You punching your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like one of those uh, heat pads that you punch. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts to heat up, you know, when you have like a sore head yeah, or whatever. Yeah. A heat pad. A heat pad bomb. I, you know what? People are more endlessly um, creative than, you, than like the law enforcement. They're always a step ahead, these people. And it's like, sure, we're doing all this um, proactive screening and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if it's a radical idea or not. But maybe you should have to get a license to be on a plane. Well, Israel's got the right idea. Because uh, they, they pre-screen everybody going into it. So it's not like you don't wait for the terrorists to show up at the airport. And even when I was flying out of Dublin, this blew my mind. The pilot was going through security checkpoint. If the pilot wants to take down the plane, <laughs> he's going to take down the plane. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to screen. Like, we're wasting money on screening pilots. That's just retarded thinking to me. Uh, it needs a whole rework. What they're doing is just absolutely retarded. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you know what I mean? You got your shampoo. <laughs> you got your shampoo. Well, it's a liquid. You got to freeze it. The dandruff bomber. <laughs> 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 I tried to find a, an article on uh, monkeys, seen as the name of the show. I found some on crows, though, instead. And uh, some you recent, monkeys, some you recent, crows? no, I just saw. <laughs> all right, I he lied. Who's your internet news. provider? He, he finds the weirdest <laughs> news. I love it. Like he, his stories are just out of the. <laughs> yeah, this just popped up. I actually never searched monkey news, but it's an animal, so I thought it would kind of favor uh, the animal kingdom at least. So anyway, crows never forget your face. If you would ever. Uh, Angry to a crow in your life, it might still remember. I don't know why they have the extra money for research on this, but it is basically a facial recognition of crows. It can go back five years if you like. Wow, man, they need to get some crows booking comedy clubs. <laughs> How many bookers have you met? They're like, great set, come to my club, and you call them. They're like, who? <laughs> well, if you were a crow, you would remember me. <laughs> I guess that's why there's all the bird shit on the car. You must have almost hit them. Well, they come back at you too. They like if you, <laughs> they'll get their posse and they'll bring all their crow friends over and and. Is that how they roll? Are they in packs? Are they a pack hunter? A pack of crows is called a rape. Awesome. Isn't that weird? Is F- that true? Yeah. I'll buy anything yeah. if you if you say it with enough conviction. I'll I'll believe it. <laughs> Them and magpies <laughs> are like super smart dicks. I don't like birds, so I I know my enemy. Magpies. If you see right. two magpies. You're okay. If you see one, you're in trouble. What? That's the legend or whatever. Hmm. You get like bad luck if you see one. Oh, okay. That was like a, that was like a warning to me. <laughs> yeah. If you Don't see the other one, see one. Yeah, the other one's in your house. <laughs> yeah. The other one's stealing shit. The other one's downloading <laughs> your hard drive right yeah. now. <laughs> He's whistling. They're the actual originators of that. He's signaling me. Maybe it's just a magpie. Yeah, you're probably right. That's hilarious. Nice. (laughs) All right. You want to do a little love-hate at this point? Oh, you don't want to do any more uh, news? I want to talk about the Jewish border thing, if we we have time for that. Can you do that? Oh, I heard him earlier on your show today. Yeah. I I mean, I definitely was interested in... It's uh, L-A-E-R-U-V.com. I'm not really sure how you say that. Uh, E-R-U-V. I don't know how to pronounce that. 
Adam, you're the only one that would have insight to this right now. I just, I know less than you probably. I've, I've just heard of it like. I just heard of it like, the other day. Like what you, what I heard you say about it is pretty much all I know about it. Well, it's, it's uh, the only reason it came to be is because Some of the 405 shutdown. Uh, Caltrans and Metro is actually uh, taking care to make sure they don't disturb this fence or this, it's actually not a fence, it's a string on a telephone pole, which goes around in the entire LA area basically. Uh, from the 405 to the 101 to the 10, and it just encompasses the whole area. And it's uh, basically it's it's a loophole for Sabbath, and I'm just fascinated by it because actually uh, Caltrans is spending money to make sure that they don't disturb uh, this fence, and so there, I guess there's public money going into the fact that they're making sure that the Sabbath is not disturbed. Hmm. So, wow, that's like McDonald's serving fish on Fridays. They got to keep religion out of this. Yeah. It's just very weird. So I've been living in this uh, community the entire time, and I had no idea that I've been inside. So on the Sabbath, I can do whatever I want, basically, as long as I'm in, inside the boundaries. So I guess you can stab a kid or something. I don't know. I don't know what the whole all the laws are, but I just find it very fascinating. Nobody else? All right, moving on. I'm reading part of it, actually. Interesting. Tony's catching up. Yeah. We got a good news, man. Huh? We got a good news. This man. is just for LA. I like to get national stories for. Oh, sure, yeah. We but have I, to reach everybody. This only affects people in LA. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I mean, Tony, well, no, actually, this is uh, they they have it all the over. Crows the crows affect much more people in the, in the United States than the four or five crows. <laughs> <structure. laughs> yeah, well, that's true too. It's yeah, yeah, all yeah. easy. <laughs> well, no, we got like five other good news <laughs> stories coming up here that he doesn't want to. He gets Boy. so like he'll give us all these news stories and then he gets like self conscious about them. He's like, I didn't think it was good anymore. Like, <laughs> oh no! This it's is a joke I just I right. find this fascinating because it's which, not which just here. It's in New York City has different uh, areas that like the. Oh, oh this are, is a common thing. This is very common. This is all over the world that they have these. It, it's, it's, it's I don't know how so to they pronounce. They do whatever they word. want, right? Isn't it? Be, if it's there's a whole. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just get some f some fishing line and like wrap it around themselves? We do the same thing. Well, what, why want why why stop at this? Why don't you just strap string to each satellite around the world, and now you have uh, you can do whatever the hell you want. Seems we've offended everything else, but isn't I mean they make fun of like I don't know Scientologists and their crazy beliefs, but they really think that this big circle around the you know, L.A. they can get away with whatever basically then because you can get away with things that you normally wouldn't be able to do on the Sabbath. I guess is basically what narrows down to. And, uh, because the what, there's a, I don't, I, I mean, just yeah. A, well, every, I mean, I'm Catholic, and, yeah. and we, I'm sure, <laughs> like our religion isn't the. No, none of them are. <laughs> none of them are. Absolutely, none of them. Isn't the? I mean, basic ideas are basic ideas that are good for the driving forward of uh, of of decency in humans. But I, I think just some of the ideas are so far fetched, and I'm uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but this is kind of crazy to me. Mm. <laughs> you know that you can right. you can base your whole Saturday on uh, a fishing line, mm -hmm. basically. So uh, I'm just I would love oh, yeah, to hear more in, insight on this. A, a Saturday. Yeah, I, I th what did Carlin say at best that uh, Muslims uh, the Friday Muslims uh, Jewish on Saturday and then uh, Catholics on Sunday. So God has a three day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I thought that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, Set Carlin's that up. funny is he uh, is he new? George Carlin, yeah, he's uh, he's just hitting the circuit now. He's uh, he's working out at the Improv and the uh, Laugh Factory, uh, getting a lot of stage time now. A lot of stage time. <laughs> he's getting his getting his chops. Nice. Let's talk about this FDA thing in the uh, sunscreen industry. That's what I was. Uh, oh, that's what you're looking forward no, no more, to. No more uh, above fifty. There we go. Well, the sunscreen rules have changed. The FDA is going to basically put a constraint on exactly what they can throw on their bottles as far as marketing and their um, SPF ratings. So they've told everybody that 50 plus, anything above 50 means nothing. So there's only a 50 plus instead of a 70 sunblock or a 100 sunblock. They're also not going to allow the use of the term waterproof or sweatproof because neither of them exist. So you're going to have water resistant now and sweat resistant. But yeah, a lot of the old packaging was just a ploy to get people to buy and absolutely false. Well, it worked. Yeah. When you're as pale as me, I'll take whatever you say. Like I, I'm like, okay, that'll work. I'll double up. Like I'll use two, two different types of 15. I, hope I remember works. when Crisco was the option. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's what you went tanning yeah. with. You know, you just rub some oil on you and uh, you head to the beach. It's a it was a, yeah, it was like oil yeah. or it was like some SPF 15 My maybe. My dad used that to lay it on the garage roof. With, uh, he would literally take uh, like cooking oil. And go lay out with it. I'm like, are you crazy? Oh my god! Uh, he was. I mean, that was you know. Yes, uh, yeah. I think yes, he was crazy <laughs> back in the 80s. <laughs> that was was that the question? Was that your Yahoo answer? Yeah, that was the Yahoo <laughs> answer. Yeah, are you fucking? <laughs> Is my dad crazy? Yes, I'm beginning to think from the stories you told me. Absolutely. But that was the thing. Like I, I remember when you'd go in there. Yeah, there was only like. I two, wasn't cooking. Oil. It was baby oil. Is what he used to go out with. Baby oil. That's right. Which is still just baby as oil. nutty. Yeah, uh, there's there's no difference between Crisco and baby oil. <laughs> there's aisles and aisles of sunscreen now. Yeah, but I mean, when I was a kid, what was the, I think the biggest was maybe thirty would have been the best as a kid. You had to get that off like the back of a truck. Yeah, you, you had, had to, to know, know somebody. somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you needed a guy for that. <laughs> you weren't just getting it off the street. I use fifty though. And I'm just like I, I just use it. I'm just like whatever. Yeah, fifteen's good. I use fifteen. Yeah, you're a gambler. Hello, Kenny Rogers. Like this. I mean, this is all white, but this up here is 15 nice. is all you use? Mm. 15's all you really need. 15? Adam? Yeah, I feel like 15, it's it's block. It doesn't make any difference. Really? Eh. So I'm wasting my money on 50? Pretty much. I don't think... That's also a misconception. I don't think it costs more for, like, 50 as opposed to 30 or 15. It's Probably just... Not, no. Yeah, they're all the same. It's just how... You know, pale you are. I buy the spray stuff because it took the creepiness out of mm-hmm. getting somebody to. It's like, can you get my back? And it used to be like, oh. Now you're like, can you? And they just like sprayed on you. You're like, okay, that's fine. I like that invention, actually. Yeah, big fan. Just the spray. I have an exterminator tank, full of it. Well, Murray's Irish, so we have to pump oh, it. Oh yeah, she spray her down. Okay. We were at that pool party <laughs> on uh, on Sunday. Me and her were two albinos in a. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> There, there's uh, there's Irish white and then Irish red. <laughs> and nice. That's it. Nice. So do you want to do some love-hate now, or do you want to continue with the other stories that I had pulled up? Uh, I usually just pull them up just for time constraints. So I don't, I don't get rid of them because I don't think you guys are going to disapprove of my stories. At our mark. That's all any editing. Is this yeah. editing? No, this is all live oh, feed we're right screwed. now. <laughs> That's why. Thank you for not swearing anymore either. That helps. <laughs> we bleep it we out. <laughs> awesome. We change it. We do what uh, was it TBS does, and we just change the word. <laughs> be like, what, yeah. the, what the foghorn? You're like, what is he? What the fudgerooski? Can you imagine you grew up like that? They grew up with that now, like on Superstation. Kids think that's how you swear. They're like, what the duck pond? You're like, Ooh. uh, well, you know, here's an interesting thing in Ireland. I got a lot of Irish facts here. Uh, the they, uh, the one TV show, Father Ted. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it or not. It, it's all like the priests and everything, but uh, they got around the the rolling on the airwaves by saying feck. F E C K. Oh yeah. And that stood, and so all they have to do is say feckin, feck, feck, F E C K, and that, you get away with this. Is that where that comes from? Then? Father Ted, yeah. Uh, okay. So I've heard they, that. They cha- and it was challenged, and uh, they beat him in court. And so, so who stood. is the who? What body like regulates that? What's that? The uh, FCC is here. FCC, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like this organization just. You swore you're using. Well, I think it's okay for the networks during the day. Yeah, fine. But after nine o'clock, which is like the watershed hours, and pull it and get rid of it, and everything should be open. Mm. You know, you're like Europe when they're you're like in Europe at nine o'clock. It's there's like naked ladies. I was watching. Yeah, was I was watching badly dubbed porn at ten o'clock in the, at night, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was the funny. Like I'm watching. I'm like, 
That's a porn. All right. It's what do they dub television. over? Like it's like C C, and you hear yes yes C <laughs> yeah. yes. They just, they just made dialogue and they made it more. <laughs> it was just hilarious as to way they uh, did it, but it was badly dubbed porn. That was the funniest thing I've ever watched in my life. Mm. You want to do love hate? Uh, why not? That's what I was looking at you for. Tony, what do you love and what do you hate about airport security? About airport security? I hate getting in line with people that I think are experienced travelers, but they turn into the most, the biggest headache, and you're just stuck there watching them go back and forth through the security line. I do a lot of flying, so I cringe when that happens. This, like, when people don't understand, I understand you don't fly that much, but if you can't figure it out by now, and they just got to keep going back and forth, that makes me cringe every time they go back <laughs> and forth. Watch a YouTube video. <laughs> For them, watch a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. plenty of them out there. Figure it out. They're telling, there's this, there's, yeah, they're announcing it while you're in line. There's some security guard yelling it the entire time. They think they're going to be But the they G. still get there and they're like, your shoes are still on. They're like, what? Nice shoes. <laughs> <sighs> so that's what I hate. I love when somebody makes a mistake and I get to go into the red carpet line or the, uh, you know, 1K member line. And you get that like fat, and you just get to walk by everybody that's sitting there looking miserable in line. You're, the just, elite. Boom, you're right there, the elite. Yes, that's happened once or twice. They so. call it like they change it for different airports because like different areas have different like rewards programs where you can get that. But it's usually mm -hmm. for like first class and business. I I love it when they because the, the one at LAX where I fly sometimes is like they have this big uh, was it serpentine line where you're going and it's like forever. And then like first class will just like walk up and they'll just like butt right in front of you. And I'm like. <laughs> Really? Yeah. You pay an extra couple hundred bucks for your ticket and you get to be a jerk like that? Pretty much. <laughs> I'd do the same thing. Isn't Excuse it? Me. That's like that's it's like the last place you could have a class system <laughs> is the airport. Yeah. It's like, well all the dukes please line in the <laughs> Yeah. If you were on the Titanic, you just died. That was yeah. the difference with the class system of travel. <laughs> so I'll take somebody butt in front of me because they're first class instead of that. So Eric, what do you love and hate about airport security? I hate that there's not enough hands-on at the uh, at the area of touching. Like no. to you want less scanning, more hands More touching, on. more fondling. More touching. You, well, really, the I machines are put, putting a man out of work. I put change in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Just you got pennies taped here. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> I'm there for hours holding up the line. It's awesome. <laughs> little to the left, little to yeah. the left. It's great. No, yeah, more hands-on. That's uh, that's what I hate. They need to be more touchy-feely. Uh, I I what I really hate is just being overseas and hearing an American. And you always know it's an American when you're overseas, standing in line because they're getting harassed or they got an extra pat down or something happened or they're checking their luggage. And without fail, this is only Americans will say this in line. Well, it's not like I'm a terrorist. <laughs> as soon as I just I, I try to look for another line to go walk to <laughs> to go through security because I don't want to be anywhere near that person. It's only Americans that say it. I think it's hilarious. It's great. Um, what I love about airlines though is the new uh, it, it, that's a love hate too. The new touch screens. I love those in the back of the planes now where you can watch whatever you want. Uh, there's games on there. There's push. It's all touch and touch and play. Uh, but I hate when there's a five year old behind you who doesn't realize that there's a fine line between touching and punching. So for like five hours, I just got a five-year-old punching the keys <laughs> to the game on the touchscreen on the seat behind That's me. Great. So that was awesome. Uh, yeah, so love-hate with the touchscreens, too. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Epstein, <coughs> who's been mute for this whole podcast. <laughs> there was another man here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the jobs he provides. I hate uh, having to go through Long lines. Well spoken by Adam Epstein here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Might be a little late in the evening for Adam. Do you have any love or hate yourself? I um I hate how it's all connected together the the security in the airport and the stewardesses and everything. And there's always somebody like you can't make it through there without somebody on their power trip, right? Because all they have to do is just say the word and you're blacklisted. It's like <laughs> oh yeah. I had this one. I, like I go through them so much and I hear those like boarding announcements or whatever that I just put in my headphones. And I can listen to a podcast or something. And uh, I'm going through the one, and the lady's like, hey, did you, do you, 
did you have those headphones on? Do you even know where the exits are? And I'm like, <laughs> Nice. Yes, I know. I no. Yes, like what, whatever it takes to end this conversation. I'm sorry. Don't black. Don't blacklist me. So I hate the power that's just like afforded to these people who are usually just. Well, they're not. You know, I'm not going to say they're dumb or whatever. But you get beaten down by a job like they're that. They're fry cooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're glorified <laughs> fry cooks. Do we do we haven't offended them yet, have we? <laughs> they're glorified fry cooks. I think you shot two down and one right there, actually. <laughs> All the fast food and the airport security <laughs> yeah, staff. Right. All right, James. I think we got your listening uh, public <laughs> down to at least three right now. I Who love next? the fact that... Who are those three people? <laughs> I love the fact that if you lost your nail clippers in your carry-on, they'll find them for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about these? Like, what I brought... Planning? One time I had a container of lube in my, uh, in my bag, and I forgot about it. <laughs> and this lady picked it out, and she's like... And it's like she, she was an older lady, so she didn't know what it was, right? And she's like, she's like, what's this? And I'm like, and she's like twirling it around in front of everybody, and she's like, getting other people to come. The weird thing was, is it was in a used condom. Yeah, that's how I tra- <laughs> that's how I transport it. She was like reading it. She's like, I gotta There's find the three. <laughs> we got them. Good um, God. Oh, well, any plugs that we need to speak of? Eric first. Uh, Plugs. Uh, Yeah, San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival. Submission, September 1st. Uh, $25. And uh, that gets you accommodation. That gets you a spot on the lineup. That gets that's you if you're selected. You well, yeah, yeah, if you're selected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People show twenty-five up. bucks for forty thousand comedians, <laughs> and we'll take care of everybody. But uh, get those submissions in early, guys. It uh, you're it, it goes by pretty much when you submit. So if you're the first guys to submit, it's not only cheaper. You're actually the kind of the first videos we watch of the day. So you got to. Tight video. First of the videos, yeah. And send your best five minutes. Don't send <laughs> an open mic uh, set of you and two other people in the audience and the bartender washing glasses in the background. You know, we want to uh, send your best five minutes. And it doesn't have to be of one set. It can be five jokes from five different sets. Send your best. Uh, that's what's going to get you through. Adam? Yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> Adam, of course, uh, outspoken. Um, me, um, I'm in uh, Crawford, British Columbia um, in a few weeks for the Kootenai Gut Buster and some gigs surrounding that. But uh, that's all part of the Riding Monkey, which is the motorcycle comedy tour. But check that out, ridingmonkey.com. Tony, what are you plugging? Well, go watch my game show in about three months from now. I was on a game show. Oh, wow. We didn't even get to talk about that. Tony was in a game show. Yeah, but that, yeah. Which we can't mention the name of. Yeah. Can we tell him what you won? Mm. It was Jeopardy. Yeah, it was Jeopardy. (laughs) Took on that supercomputer. Yes. It was Watson. I acted as Watson. Kicked his ass. It's great. Uh, Yeah, so you'll have to catch that in uh, October sometime. Outside of that, nothing. I lost a big event this week, so I lost a lot of money oh, this week. Shit. Yeah. So that's the best thing. That's well, you have so Driving Monkey next week. You can ma- right. make it for the podcast then. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Driving Monkey Podcast, and be sure to check out the website at www.drivingmonkey.com. <laughs>